Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Hello, friends. It is Wednesday, September 7, and I am here with Kevin Crawford, and we're doing the bot. The pod, the podcast, the podcast. We're going to talk about the body of Christ. That's right, <laughs> through the scriptures. <laughs> there you go. No, the the podcast is going to feel a little different in the next three months, and we've been unpacking that each day. So, Kevin, tell us how are we going to handle the longer passages? Because there, there's going to be days when we're going to have two or three chapters. That's right. Read. Yeah, just a reminder: we are going from Genesis to Revelation, garden to garden, looking at the the larger story of God over these next three months, and we're trying this. And we're encouraging you to read the passage before you listen to the podcast, because some of the times we're going to be reading two or three chapters. And the reason for longer passages is because a lot of what we call the Old Testament is a story. Mm -hmm. There are narratives of stories, um, and to understand what God is doing and what God, how God is interacting with humanity and what His intention is... Uh, has to be told, it's told through story. Mm -hmm. So it's not like a Paul's letters that he's like, hello, Corinthians, this is what's going on, and this is how to correct it. It's mm. not didactic, it's narrative. Mm. So to understand the story, we're going to have to read longer passages to see uh, what God is up to and how he's interacting with humanity and what how he's redeeming humanity and pointing to Jesus. So today's passage is kind of long. It's not like multiple chapters, but tell our listeners how we're going to uh, approach this passage. Yeah, so today's passage that you should have read or are going to read, Genesis chapter 2, verses 4 through 25. So during our podcast today, we're not going to read the that entire passage, but mm -hmm. we're going to pick up the story in verse 15, Genesis chapter 2, verses 15 through 24, awesome. or 25. So I'll just read that for us. Okay. Um, and it says this. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, You may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. In the day that you eat it, you shall surely die. Then the Lord God said, It is not good for man to be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. Now out of the ground the Lord God had formed every beast of the field and every bird of the heavens and brought them to man to see what he would call them. And whatever a man called every living creature, that was its name. The man gave names to all the livestock and to the birds of heaven, to every beast of the field. But, Ad but for Adam there was not found a helper fit for him. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall Upon man, and while he slept, took out one of his ribs and closed up the place with flesh. And the rib that the Lord God had taken from man, he made into woman and brought her to man. Then the man said, This is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And the man and his wife were na both naked and were not ashamed. There is a lot in that passage from, you know, the creation of the garden and stewardship to 
making a woman and <laughs> uh, and all that. To being naked and unashamed. Naked and unashamed. Um, so, yeah. So the, the three questions that we are processing during this podcast series, um, the first one is, what did I discover about God in this passage? Mm-hmm. So do you have... Do yeah. I want to go? Yeah. So the first thing that stands out to me is that God gives us tons of freedom with boundaries, mm. right? Yeah. I mean, he says, you're free to eat of anything in this garden, except for one. Yeah. You know, don't, don't eat from that one. And uh, I, I heard a message recently that uh, there's a difference between freedom and autonomy, that freedom has bound, protective boundaries, and freedom is couched in love, whereas autonomy is like, do whatever you want, whenever you want, with whoever you want. Right. So a lot of times when we, we use the word freedom, we're, we're really talking about autonomy. Like, I just want to... Do what I want to do. I just, just want to be me. I, I want to do me, you know? Um, but I, I love the picture of freedom that we, we see here in the Bible where God gives them all kinds of freedom, but he sets up parameters to, to keep them safe, right? Right. Yeah, it's like boundaries to a, a, a playing field. Mm-hmm. You know, like my uh, a lot of my boys play soccer, so there's you know in lines and sidelines. But within this, within those boundaries, there's a lot of creativity and a lot of activity and joy and freedom to play the game. Right. And imagine taking the sidelines and end lines away from a soccer field. Right. <laughs> that would be chaos. Uh huh. You know, imagine taking the goal box away, and where can the goalie use his hands and not use his hands? Right. So it, it creates order. Um, and freedom to have those boundaries within this large playground, if you want to say. Yeah, so I love that. I also learned, relearned about God that he's very clear up front that there's consequences mm. to transcending the boundaries. Yeah. He said that if, if you eat the, of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you will surely die. Uh, so... They definitely can't blame God for not being clear up front. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. This will happen. This will happen. Yeah. And they didn't die immediately. No. But eventually, their bodies decayed and died. Mm-hmm. Uh, Both the spiritual death mm-hmm. and the physical death, of separation mm-hmm. from God, and the breaking of our bodies. Yeah. So. Yeah. What, so, what did you learn or relearn about God? Yeah, it's probably same along the same lines. Um, you know, it says you may surely eat of every tree of the garden. So, great amount of permission. Yeah, like there are a lot of fruit trees. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like there is an abundance out there of um, to choose from. You know, there uh, when we lived in Minnesota, there was the world's largest candy store we could go to, and just overwhelming by choices. But it's like, oh, I can do this and this and this and this, huh. and so. Like, there is great joy in that choice. Right. Um, and I think so many times we look at life, or especially people outside of walking with Jesus, mm-hmm. they look at uh, following Jesus as... A um, bunch of rules. A bunch of rules and prohibitions. Right. Where there's an abundance of permission in walking right. in the ways of God. Yeah. Um, yet there is the promotion prohibition in mm-hmm. this passage. Yeah. So there's the boundaries, kind of you said, where that yeah. freedom uh, comes from with those boundaries. So that God is, 
God is caring for us. He's intentional with us to yeah. show us the way right. of how we're designed to live. We have, you know, these guidelines, how this should work. Right. You know? Yeah, even in the Ten Commandments, like shortly thereafter, it says, I'm giving you these commands so that it will go well right. for you. Yeah. <laughs> I really want you to thrive. Right. Right. And so um even kind of going to the analogy I might have used yesterday, just like or the day uh, on Monday, the idea of the designer. Mm. You know, when you get something, um, it's you're told how to use it, and if you don't use it the right way, it breaks. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I've used an analogy before, but like I got you know a power drill should not be used as a hammer; it will right. just break. And so, there's permission to use a power drill in multiple ways, and there's prohibitions. It doesn't usually say in the manual, like. <laughs> Don't do Don't this. use this as a yeah, hammer. Yeah, <laughs> um, but the reality is, our own lives. If we walk in the ways of God, as the um, the permissions, life just works. Yeah. And if we, I think, when God says you will be blessed, sometimes mm-hmm. we think the idea of blessing is like this abundance, but really the idea of God walking in the ways of God, uh, of the permission and, and not stepping outside the boundaries is the blessed way. Is just the right way. Life just works well mm. in that way instead of like you'll get all the presents if you do it blessed right so yep. so yeah that's this, what i learned about god and this really bleeds as well into the things that we learn about ourselves yeah, <laughs> yeah. right yeah and we've kind of already gone there we, mm-hmm. we learn that life just works better for us when we're operating within the boundaries that god has set up for us yeah is there anything else about you personally or just humanity that you you picked up yeah i mean he placed them in the garden to work mm and to keep it. And we alluded to stewardship yesterday, but here explicitly, we're designed to work. Yeah, there's dignity in work. Yeah, there's, you know, and he'll talk about, you know, God created for six days, then rested. That we're to, you know, in the Ten Commandments, work, uh, we're to work for six days and then take a day of rest. Sometimes we focus so much on the day of rest, which is appropriate, We especially in our Western fast-paced culture, but sometimes, uh, or certain generations or certain cultures— need to say, we're to work, we're to labor, we're designed, like that's yeah. we're, we, our humanity um, is functioning the way we're designed when we work and labor. Yeah. Um, and we'll see later why it, it's more difficult to work in Genesis chapter 3, but what I learned, we're, we're to work, um, and second, that we need others. Mm. When it, you know, it's not good for man to be alone, mm. so it seems that God is... Uh, actually through this story revealing to us and revealing to Adam, you know, like he's naming all the animals. Mm-hmm. He's seen that they've got partners, you know. Yeah. He might be looking underneath and seeing they got different bits and parts, you know, mm-hmm. as he's naming them and then going, wait a minute, they all have got a partner. Right. And God says, it's not good for you to be alone. And he also is self-realizing that. Yeah. So is, and I don't, the application, yes, is um, first to um, marriage, mm-hmm. um, but secondly, I think it's just to general humanity that we're not designed to live yes. in isolation and insulate ourselves or cover ourselves up, that we'll see why we do that in Genesis chapter right. 3, too. I, I appreciate you uh, in that second point, because you know I, I was single for 57 years, Yeah. right? So when I read this passage... It's not good for man to be alone. Uh, I I came to interpret it as that doesn't necessarily mean that every person 
is going to get married or needs to get married because obviously there are going to be a lot of people in this world who who never do get married. Right. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> but we're still designed to not be alone. And as a single man for 57 years, I needed my friends. I needed my family. I needed the community of God. Um, and had I remained single for the rest of my life, God would have met my needs. Yeah. But it wasn't good for me to be alone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can I nerd out? You nerded out a yeah, few days ago. Please. But, the, you know, um, and it, it says that they became one flesh. And the mm-hmm. Hebrew word there um, is ihad. Mm. Um, and that same word is used in uh, the the prayer, people call it the Shema, Hero Israel, the Lord our God is one. Yes. And then in, G- in when J- Jesus' prayer in James chapter 17, 17 he prays that we will be one, will be one yep. meaning the, the church, the body of Christ, will be one as he is one, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Mm. So there is this uniqueness of oneness that God that God has invited us into as humanity to, to, to demonstrate and to display to the world unity with mm. diversity yeah um, in marriage mm-hmm. um, and in the body of Christ that he invites us into that that's kind of like why we're studying this this meta narrative like that's one of the thread you can kind of pull out and I just nerded out there. A little bit, but no, I think that's it's, cool. That, that's the, that's Love that. How this builds upon one another, yep. and the story of God, and and Him inviting us into live that story. Right. Awesome. So, Kevin, is there anything new to obey or believe as we've read through this afresh in the last few days? Yeah, I think something that's not explicit, but. Um, hit me and reminded me, because I've, I've done a lot of premarital counseling with people, because I lived in a college town and pastor in a college town, sure. so, um, and reminded that Adam received Eve as a gift from the Creator, mm. and so I need to continue to receive Dulcie, my wife, mm-hmm. as a gift that he designed with intention, yeah. that he crafted for me. So that's my own personal application to continue to receive Dulcie mm-hmm. as a gift, a perfect gift yeah. um, that he designed for me. That's so good. Yep. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just four months into marriage yeah. here. <laughs> so this whole idea of being one flesh, it's, it's mysterious. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Betsy and I are still like, this is so cool, but it's so mysterious, you know, that that uh, you know, the in the New Testament, Paul talks about how uh, my body is not my own. Mm-hmm. Now it belongs to my wife, yeah, and hers to me. And uh, there's something very beautiful and powerful about that. There's one more thing I wanted to. I just got talk. one too. Go okay, ahead. you first. All I'll right, do, you do your one, and I'll do my one. <laughs> okay. Um, so, as leaders in the church. I was struck as I was reading this that, again, that that God gives us so much opportunity to partner with him over ruling over the earth, you know, uh, that as leaders in the church, it just convinced me or convicted me more and more to to empower others mm. who are working with us, yeah. uh, like here at Victory Point and beyond, um, to to entrust responsibility 
and creativity and ownership, mm-hmm. you know, uh, to to others, and which fits so well with our our mission statement that we're 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 more about development here than we are delivery, you know, right. that uh, developing people in their gifts and their callings. So this this passage in Genesis just inspired me to be more about that. Yeah. Yeah, and so my last one, too, is, you know, at the verse 25, and the man and the wife were both naked and were not ashamed. Now, we can joke about that, you know, mm-hmm. um, but this idea of shame mm-hmm. is significant um, always, and uh, we as humans deal with shame regularly, but God's intent prior to what we'll discover tomorrow in the fall of humanity, that we would be free before him and before others. And he is bringing us back to that. Mm. He is, if that was the intent in the garden, there will be a day mm-hmm. in which we will not, not, we will feel no ounce, any shame before God or before any other human being. And so that's a great hope. Yeah. Um, uh, Dr. Kurt Thompson, a guy, the psychologist, Christian, the soul of shame. So if you're on a journey of wrestling through shame in your own life, I would highly recommend that uh, resource, Soul of Shame, by Dr. Kurt Thompson, if you're journeying through that. So that's just an application, too, of how to obey his word, is walk out of shame yep. and walk in his ways. And there is hope. There will go, there'll be a day in the new garden where there'll be no more shame. Amen. Awesome. All right, friends, we'll talk to you on Thursday. Yes, have a great day. Bye-bye. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you. 